It's for all the dreamers out there. You're gonna be Welcome to the Coaching for Change podcast. Uh, as co-founders of Coaching for Change, Marquise and I have been working with college-age young adults for the last 12 years or so. Um, there's a wealth of knowledge and experience in each of their stories as they prove over and over again that they have what it takes to succeed and to lift the world around them. This podcast is our opportunity to share those stories with you, to relate, to learn, and to motivate. Coach for Change is a nonprofit organization where we recruit, train, and place college students in schools to serve as academic tutors, behavioral specialists, and family engagement coordinators. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, our group from Roger Williams University. Uh, I'm your co-host today, Pete Berman. I'm the co-founder and chief operating officer at Coaching for Change. And I'm Marquise Taylor, co-founder and CEO of Coaching for Change. And if you guys could introduce yourself to the audience, please. Uh, we can start on this side. My name is Josh Angara, uh, from Hillside, New Jersey, computer engineering major, rising senior, yeah. Awesome. Nice. Hi, my name is Isaiah St. Bill. Uh, I'm from Spencer, Massachusetts. Uh, my major is both finance and accounting, and I'm also a senior. Uh, I'm Christian Barboza. I'm from Brockton, Massachusetts. I am a senior as well. I'm an accounting major, and it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah. Uh, special shout out to the Fall River Public Schools. We are currently in Henry Lord Community School, a K through eight school here in Fall River. Um, they've been amazingly generous to donate this space to us for filming today. Um, and guys, starting this podcast in a K through eight school, I'd love to hear some of your background about the journey that you took in the beginning of life when you were this like kindergarten through eighth grade age group. Um, what was growing up like? What was school like for you, home life? To tell me a little bit about those years growing up. Uh, for me personally, I feel like it, it was a difference in the way that I grew up. I feel like it helped me become the person I am today. Definitely from growing up from Brockton, it was, it was kind of a tough neighborhood. Like, I was never even allowed to go to the front of the yard. It was like, always stay in the back. And then uh, going to school, was never allowed to go to any of, like, my friend's house. It was, like, strictly school at home, kind of do your work, which I really do thank my parents for because it kind of, it made me stay on, like, the right track. And without that, I don't think I would have probably made it that far as a lot of people don't make it to college. They don't look to further their careers or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They kind of just get stuck and mixed with the wrong crowds. And things go sideways, but I definitely do like Davis, uh, where I went through K through eight, uh, coaching for change was there. And I feel like that also helped a lot of my friends as a lot of them were staying after school till I think it was like 5 p.m. They were just talking about how they would play sports after and like all the different activities and how it was fun. And I feel like that was like a great way to kind of keep everybody on the right path and make sure they're not doing anything out of school that mm -hmm. was like wrong. 
I loved our days at Davis, yeah. by the way. And, and I know you told me you didn't get to be a part of those programs. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wish we could have had yeah. you there. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of uh, the mentors from Stonehill College and Bridgewater yeah. State University at the time um, were just putting yeah. on a show. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. We had basketball leagues and soccer yeah. leagues, and they were doing all these uh, yeah, puzzles and coloring and yeah. homework time. Um, yeah, the kids, the kids at Davis were awesome. Whoever your friends were that were in our program, we had a great time with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I went through a few different schools uh, growing up, um, just through like moving different schools. And then when I officially moved from where I was, it was different, uh, different environment. But for me, it was definitely an experience. I was a troublemaker when I was uh, very young. I didn't get better behaved in school until like the fourth, fifth grade. Um, so I just had a lot of energy. Uh, didn't really know how to like get it out. I was a chatterbox, talked a lot, class clown. Um, but I think like just those experience and just like fourth, fifth grade, like really maturing uh, before I went to sixth grade really helped shaped me where I am going, um, as well as having like strict parents that also helped uh, me get into the right track. So yeah. Is that, you said moving around a lot, did you move locations or just different schools within Spencer? Just different schools before I moved to Spencer. Okay. okay. So I originally, I lived in Brockton for a little bit. Okay. Uh, I went to uh, a Seventh-day Adventist private school. And then from there, I moved to Avon, where I went to Butler Elementary School. And then from there, I moved back to a Seventh-day Adventist private school. And then from there, we officially moved to Spencer, Mass. And then I went okay. to Knox Trail middle school okay, so yeah okay. went to went through a few schools yeah. <laughs> nice. nice awesome thank you Isaiah. yeah uh kind of going off that i uh thinking of how i wanted to phrase my response i was thinking about my parents and how they're very religious and how that tied into my k-8 and my growing up in general and we are some of the adventists so my parents were born and raised in kenya and then they immigrated to the u.s uh, before I was born and I was the first one of my siblings um, of four, which we hadn't gone over yet, but um, I'm the second to last born of four of five. And so it was a big house and uh, we were always rooted in like church and, and Christ. So I feel like that was a big uh, guy, a big portion of the guidance my parents were giving me uh, along with, you know, the, Kenyan cultures that they still hold on to and, um, you know, can't go to your friend's house very, if I don't know their parents, then, you know, yeah. you can't be, you know, going to their place or having them around. Um, yeah. But in terms of schooling, I went to school in Hillside, New Jersey, stayed in that school district, uh, K through 12. And it was kind of very structured. It was a smaller district, not like um, other like Newark public schools, but there's very there was like only one other school you would go to after you finish your school. And there was because uh, they broke out of the K through 12 or K through eight school system. So we had a school from like uh, it was like it was, it was separated. It's not, but yeah, that was <laughs> a big religion and. Um, and the Kenya culture is a big portion of my K through eight growing up, and those beliefs are what structured me as the person I am today. Nice, nice. So, Josh, starting with you, because you've come the farthest to be at Roger Williams, um, how'd you end up up here? 
So, yeah, Roger Williams initially wasn't on the scope. Like, it wasn't a, like, oh, I, I wanted to or had the aspirations to come to school in Rhode Island or New England, but it just so happened that in the college search, um, I was in a program called College Map, which uh, there would be like monthly meetings and depending on what year and like what stage you were in the program would be college essays or uh, college trips, things of that nature. And then, um, you know, networking things. And I was able to go the summer of my junior year to visit Roger Williams University. And then I was introduced to like the multicultural center and the DEI before it was like a, a official office, like the, the people who worked in the offices there and found out about the intercultural leadership ambassador scholarship that I applied for and that I have. And once I got that and was admitted to the engineering program, it, when weighing my options with schools, it was the most affordable. So came up here and yeah, you know, met the homies. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys known each other the whole time? Like, did you become friends freshman year, and this is uh, the journey yeah. together? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. nice. Okay. Me and Christian became friends <laughs> the first year. <laughs> it was like the first week we um, uh, met on the basketball court, and then we kind of just been friends since. Yeah, yeah. How did you scoop the one in the middle? How did, how did we meet Zay? <laughs> we met Zay. We met during orientation. Yeah. We met. Um, Wait, yeah. Honestly, even before that too, yeah, at the we, basketball court. We would, we would, we all kind of met through basketball, yeah. but like okay. we'd see each other around our school being so small and being, you know, one of the few guys of color. Like there's naturally that uh, uh, gravitation towards each other, and then you know, similar interest to basketball would bring us to the same spot. I guess that's how we formally met. But we always <laughs> just, you know, grab food, chill, chat, yeah. you know. So, yeah. so I'm curious to hear more and, and we'll get into some more vulnerable stuff eventually. Um, but I know you guys are, do a lot of different extracurricular things aligned to each other. Um, you're all RAs, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're in at least one club together as well. Yeah. So how did you start getting involved in those extracurriculars and, and what kind of role does that play for you on campus? I think for me, uh, just starting off, like for RA, uh, definitely knew like if I was gonna live on campus, I needed something to you know help make that price a little bit cheaper. Mm. So that was like the minute I got to school, I knew like I wanted to be an RA, uh, wanted to help the students, but it's also you know a great financial benefit you know for someone who's paying for school. That was like definitely something that very helped. Um, and then going forward, uh, Christian had told me about barbershop got involved through there, um, applied to be an orientation advisor. That's where me and Josh got really close. Um, and just from there, like working as an orientation advisor and learning about the, uh, the other clubs and organizations on campus really helped like direct me into learning about new things, uh, joining new clubs, et cetera. Nice. So, you guys have, actually have a barbershop on campus? Uh, it's not. We call it barbershop, but we kind of treat it like a barbershop. Okay. Like we meet every Friday uh, in a classroom, and it's the same conversations that would go on like in a barbershop. Like we're talking got about it, sports, we're talking about news, or what's going in like going on in our lives. Yeah. And it's kind of like a safe space for us, and since it's a PWI, so it's kind of like our little meetup spot every Friday. Then after that, we all go out and get food. Um, we put on a whole bunch of different events, 
uh, we started doing a fashion show two years ago. Okay. And that ended up becoming probably, I'd say that's the biggest event on campus now. So. Really? Nice. 100%. Through Barbershop? That, yeah. That's who puts yep. it on? Nice. So is this a big group? It's not just the three of you hanging out in the classroom it's, on Fridays. It's not a big group, but it's probably like 20 to 30. So I think okay. we get the least that's amount of size. funding. I think we get, we have the least amount of students in our club, but I think our production and everything like that is probably the biggest. So if you're around October 11th, October 14th, 14th, October 14th is the fashion October 14th show. 14th is the fashion show. Okay. okay all right. So do you have designers for that? Are you um, the designers? What, yeah, we're kind of, work? we basically pick a theme and then leave it up to the models to kind of create their own. So it's up to them completely, whatever they want to wear. Mm-hmm. It just has to kind of relate to the theme and it gives everybody that creative like so they can be creative and put on what they feel comfortable in and what they think is nice and cool yeah. and we just showcase it uh and then we try to get other talents like entertainers um from the school or any anywhere around the area any local uh so we've had past piano players we've had dancers um we've had singers poets rappers so it's kind of just to give everybody a chance you have to be in college to participate? Uh, no. I'm not trying to be a model. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying for anybody out there looking for uh, No. Okay. We, we've been accepting everybody. Okay. There's just a few nice. papers that you have to sign. That's okay. about it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. So what are you guys most looking forward to as seniors? Getting my CPA out the way. Okay. That is, uh, I'm studying for that right now um, and just going through that whole process. And once it's done, it will be a big weight off my shoulder. Um, definitely help my academic career. Um, but like on a personal level, um, definitely like making more connections with these guys. Um, yeah. You know, we're kind of far away from each other. Um, so like after college, it's not going to be like, hey, pick up basketball tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or grab food. Um, so definitely just like enjoying the moments we have. Um, like the car right here, a lot of fun. Car ride back's gonna be a lot of fun, you know. It just just moments like those, you yeah. know. It's just um, just having a good time with each other before we have to, you know, give that goodbye. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'd say I'm looking forward to the security of like having a job offer and like knowing what I'm doing or like start where knowing where I'm gonna start my career, and uh, I look forward to having that sigh of relief to, mm. of like, I know what I'm doing. Then like, you know, enjoying the moments we have left with, you know, at the school even, or this this like moment of our lives, academia, you know, the protection of just being a student, Spotify discount. <laughs> <laughs> they just upped the price like a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that like, dang, I'm gonna have to pay 10 bucks. <laughs> My OneDrive storage, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. So, yeah, like enjoying the perks of being a student, you know, having your whole life be confined within like, uh, you know, the four or five miles that we spend within the week. But, you know, there's pros and cons to the both, but just enjoying the accessibility of things. Yeah. For me, I would, I think I have a couple things. Uh, definitely barbershop is one of the biggest things because I'm now the president of it. And like, I've seen this club grow from the start. Uh, so that's one of my biggest things now that it's like kind of in my hands to uh, take it forward and pass it on to the next like the lower students who are up and coming uh, also full time that is something like I'm extremely excited for growing up like in poverty never having money 
So even though it's not a ton of money, but this is definitely like a really big difference that I really want to secure and mainly like graduation. I'm, I'm going to be the first out of my entire friend group. And there's, I have plenty of friends back home, but I'm going to be the first one to graduate from college too. Awesome. Congrats yeah. on that. Congrats. That's huge. And That's huge. For them, I'm not really worried because I, I think we're, we're pretty locked in. So I feel like I'm still yeah. going to be seeing them. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's cool. So I'm hearing a lot of stuff around leadership from you guys. It seems like a big part of who you're becoming now is taking on different leadership roles and like finding your way to be successful as leaders. I'm curious to hear what kind of pushes you to do that. And like, how do you see leadership for yourselves to, to be successful? I think for me, I didn't have a choice in that regard. So I'm the oldest, I have three younger siblings. Um, so I feel like just me growing up, like in that environment, uh, like strict parents, religious parents, it was more like, it's not a choice, it's a responsibility. Um, and so that kind of helped define who I am as a person um, and just growing up like in that environment, it's kind of something that I've carried now with me that like, I want to be a leader. I want to continue doing leadership roles and just like, even in my career, want to, you know, reach it to the top where I can be a leader to someone, you know, look up to and, you know, just help people who want to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's kind of where I am at. Um, so for me, I don't think it was like, hey, like I wanted to be a leader, but I think for me, it was more like, my parents instilled that in me. And as I got older, I kind of clinged onto it. And now it's kind of become who I am. Uh, I think I had a little switch. I was kind of just going with the flow with everything in school. Uh, my sophomore year, I wasn't doing the best. And I'm not really sure what happened. It's just kind of overnight, something just kind of like clicked with me that I kind of had to just do better. And uh, once I started, I kind of, I really started speaking to Zay a lot too. And then my brother and I started really focusing on school. And then once I started getting, like I went on like a little roll. And after that, I just started joining clubs. I was, I got RA. Um, I joined Beta Alpha Psi, which is an accounting fraternity. I became the treasurer of that. Uh, then we created the accounting club on campus for the younger students who weren't allowed to join the fraternity just yet. So I'm the treasurer of that still currently. And then I was always, with barbershop, but I was kind of always like on the edge, just hiding in the shadow. And I kind of really stepped forward, became the treasurer of that. And that's what kind of brought me to being president. And then RA as well, I was just really getting involved and that kind of motivated me to try to help out others. Um, and I don't know, I just kind of enjoy it and it makes me feel better about myself too. And knowing that I can make somebody else's like life and career become more achievable. And uh, even me and Josh are currently working on uh, we're working on a conference that we're trying to do in November for students. Uh, we want to give everybody else an opportunity to kind of meet different people and network, but also get to meet different recruiters, see what companies they would like, or and give them also experience on resume building and LinkedIn building and different aspects of kind of the real world and just kind of help them out. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Yeah, um, for me, I would say the leadership stems um, just in that, like, I'm very particular in the way I like to do things. And or I'd say it stems from, my, like, watching my siblings and how they've, um, how, like, my older sister had to, like, lead over 
all of us growing up when our parents were at work or, you know, same thing for my older brother and my other older sister. But um, at school, just um, again, yeah, knowing I knew when I came in, I wanted to be an RA to help, uh, you know, pay for room and board as that was like one of the only costs. And my elder sister was an RA. So that was like a position that I aspired to have. And I tried to navigate my way around the community to <clears throat> make my way there by becoming an orientation advisor to get involved and see the different offices on campus. And, um, uh, you know, pre other things I'm involved with is uh, American Society of Mechanical Engineers, which I'm the president of. Um, and that just coming from wanting to be more involved with like mechanical project hands-on projects because i'm a computer engineering major so um you know most of my classes are based in like coding and then through that and with the help of a professor we started um multicultural stem alliance club which is um one of the clubs that's the one of the clubs that's uh gonna host the conference that we're planning to host in the fall and yeah, the art, yeah, our position we talked about, I did student Senate for a little bit and that was just, uh, I, I got encouraged from the old president of the barbershop, uh, to help, you know, bring some initiatives to campus. There was, a a new council that was just formed the diversity, equity and inclusion council. Mm -hmm. So I saw it as a perfect opportunity to become a Senator and, you know, start advocating for some of the changes that I wanted to see in the clubs that I was a part of. And then with that, we um, made the affinity charter classification for clubs. So like Christian mentioned, the barbershop club having, you know, not as many um, members in number due to like the nature affinity group of the club is not going to have as many students that are um, given the demographic of our school. But uh, that hinders the, pro the club from programming and fun access to funding and things like that. So uh, through the DEI council, we made the affinity charter classification to allow those clubs to get nice. more equitable funding for yeah. programming. So that was um, another leadership role that I was able to take um, um, take on at Roger Williams. And I've kind of, I kind of just always, I don't know, I'm just always doing something to keep me busy and yeah. uh, excited to expand my skill set. I feel like learning agility is a very, uh, uh, desirable trait or like good traits to have and just that you can do whatever as you're interested in. I, I, I lose and gain interest extremely quickly. <laughs> I just bought a side note, like I just bought a, a driving simulator that we've been, uh, we've been playing like okay. all week. So. <laughs> like F1 driving stuff? Nah, it could be. It's like, it's just like a steering wheel okay. shifter and the pedals and I hooked it up to my PC. So I just like, Complete side note, by the way, but like <laughs> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm starting to talk about it. But like as as I gain interest, I just like take on different responsibilities and like to, I just yeah. like to challenge myself. So it's kind of how I've taken on leadership. And have you has that like just kind of like your natural nature, or is it something that's developed while you've been in college? I'd say it's definitely developed more while I've been in college, as I've like found myself and like things that I like as you know, leaving, moving out of your parents' house, you start to figure out like when you want to eat, you know, because before it was like, yeah. this is when, you know, there's dinner or, or different things like that. So as I learned more about myself, um, it was definitely more natural for me, but I wouldn't say it was like a complete shift as I came to college. I had, 
uh, positions in high school that led me to the, I mean, the scholarship I have, intercultural yeah. leadership ambassador. Um, it's a scholar. They, um, the demographic is a lot of uh, leaders, I guess, and it's kind of just been a little natural. That's awesome. So, I mean, one of the things I'm hearing a lot of is trying new things and like jumping in to get involved with something and, and to push yourself and develop new skills. So kind of two parts. The first, we'll start with the first. Take a minute and think about this too, like back to your younger selves. Do you remember a first time or a meaningful memory of when you were younger and pushed yourself to try something new or had an older sibling or parents or whoever saying, hey, I think you should try to get involved with this even though you've never done it before. What, what was that experience like for you? For me, I think mine was sports. So mm. uh, my brother went into wrestling. So my whole family did football. So as a kid, I was like, yeah, I'm doing football, 100%. Then my brother decided I'm going to try out wrestling. Uh, nobody really agreed. My whole entire family, all the aunts and uncles, they don't like fighting. Like every time we play fight, they'll like yell at us, like you gotta stop. <laughs> so since my brother went at wrestling, it was it was like an offset for my parents. Um, I was in the third grade and he brought me to one of the practices. I I didn't really know what I was doing, but just the cardio alone, I was trying it for the first time. I was like, yeah, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> uh, so I stopped going sixth grade. I wanted to do sports again. I ended up joining a baseball team for like two years. I did football for like three years. I did volleyball. I was just trying out every single sport. And then to go into high school, I ended up going back to wrestling and then staying for like the last, my entire four years there. So it was kind of crazy. Um, trying things out is definitely difficult, but I think it helps you kind of mentally and build toughness. So for me, wrestling, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't like it. It was it was hard, it was complicated, it's difficult. I had asthma, I couldn't breathe. The coach is like, breathe like, I need my inhaler. he's like no breathe and it's at the point where now i think i'm so mentally tough i can't tell you last time i even seen my inhaler i don't even know where that is yeah. now and just in life i think it it helped me grow as a person and i feel like i'm so mentally tough for almost anything and i i feel like i don't really break down now or anything like that but it was all because i would say wrestling just because i gave it that try mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome yeah. i would say for me sports as well basketball um, not trying it in particular, but like asking kids to play. Mm. Uh, I think like, you know, going to the park, you know, I got three younger siblings, so I'm shooting hoops by myself, but then I'll see some kids playing, you know, I'm a little shy. Like I'm, I don't really want to go be like, Hey, can I play? And then, you know, they always say like, what's the worst they can say? No, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I think like that was something not new, but it gave me a, a sort of confidence um, you know, just like my parents saying, like, you know, you can't not just go ask someone to play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. worst they can say is no. Best scenario, you make a friend. So, <laughs> um, like, just going out, asking people, like, I'm shooting hoops. Like, hey, you know, I'm Isaiah. It's nice to meet you. You want to play ball? Yeah. And, you know, I've met a lot of my friends, like, to this day through that. Um, and just have even more confidence, you know, like, just going out in the business world. Um, just being like, hey, like, my name is Isaiah. You know, I want to get to where you are. How do I get there? You know, and most of the time, like that person is going to be willing to help you because you took that initiative. Mm -hmm. um, so I think like that, just that scenario, just helping me build confidence in myself, some that helped me a lot. It's awesome. Yeah, I'd also have the similar theme of sports, but 
I'd say before that, even just my parents, um, so much of the Kenyan culture is like, it wasn't new to me because I grew up with it, but if there were to be something new, um, it wasn't an option for me growing up. Like <laughs> if there was like a food or something that say I didn't like or didn't know about, like I just, that was what we had, that was what you ate. So yeah. I was I was always accustomed to like, just doing something out of your comfort zone. I would, I would rephrase it in saying that there wasn't, uh, like, yeah, you had your comfort zone, but like, it was very different growing up um, with foreign parents. Like your comfort zone is what they, is like kind of predefined for you. Like there's certain things you could be comfortable about, but then there's certain things like whether you like it or not, you're going to church on Saturday you're going to church. <laughs> or like, you know, you have a stomach ache, you're going to church. So like, like Christian said, the mental toughness comes from things like that. And yeah. uh, other than that, like sports, my uh, childhood friend and homie now, Boris, um, kind of introduced me to basketball and football, just like getting involved with like the town teams or um, it was just something out of my, the comfort zone for my parents. Like, you know, they didn't, they don't sign you don't usually get signed up for sports. You go to church and do whatever's happening at church. So mm. going, oh, I want to play this league. Um, but having a friend that they knew um, was in sports, got me into sports. And then since then, that's kind of how I've like branched out and got to do things that I've liked. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, got, I got a similar story to that one. Um, I remember my, my mom and I went to church every Sunday, went to Bible study every Tuesday. And as I got older, um, I started getting different opportunities to play on like AAU teams. And my mom was like, you're not playing AAU. You are going to church, right? But then I guess the pastor, someone spoke to her and goes, this is, a, this is an opportunity for him to get a scholarship to get college paid for. She was like, no, we got to praise God. And he goes, well, God ain't going to pay for his scholarship, right? <laughs> like he gave him talent to be able to use it. So like I, I know the 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 going the frequency of church and 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 being there all the time um yeah, yeah. every saturday yeah <laughs> wake up it's time to go yeah. <laughs> can't be late either no not be late. Not be <laughs> and i feel like the culture like at least for me all the cape radian all the cape radian like churches were so much longer I feel like it was like three hours and it's just sitting yeah. there every morning tired trying not to fall asleep so i don't get hit <laughs> just you never broke out into the holy ghost <laughs> and it's hot too yeah. i don't got no ac it's, sometimes it's, it's so packed that you have to stand like almost at the <laughs> door of the entrance really? yeah wow <laughs> and so like you guys talked a little bit about mental toughness right and so like what does that look like? What does that feel like for if you're talking to a middle school kid about it, right? Because there, there's this element of just like, I, at least I'll speak for myself, right? When a coach told me or my mom, just do it, right? Like, it was painful, right? We, yeah. in reflection, we're like, yo, this is what we needed, right? But like, how do you, like, what, what advice would you give to help a middle school student develop or create a have a mindset around mental toughness when like they don't want to eat at five o'clock right like like how, how, how do you have that conversation with them or how would you think about that i think 
that's like interesting um like josh said like dinner was at five at home yeah if i didn't eat that that was breakfast the next morning <laughs> you know what i mean like i didn't have that type of choice so i think that built mental toughness for me but i think like just diving head first yeah. like i would tell a middle schooler like hey just try it you know like nothing bad's gonna happen to you yeah. if you don't like it but like at least you tried it and now you know you can start to like find yourself a little bit more like you don't really know yourself until you try new things yeah um and so like hey like maybe you try basketball you don't like it but you find out like hey i'm really good at football you wouldn't know unless you tried it and maybe you know you take football all the way to the college level and now you have it paid for yeah. you know what i mean so just like diving head first because you know you could be one step away from living you know the dream life that you want but you would never know if you don't take that step yeah, just logically thinking. Well, for me, the way I would uh, try to talk to a middle schooler about it is like, I think uh, very, I process things very logically and I try to um, just measure pros and cons of, of the situation, which is easier to do as you like get older and you've experienced more things. So is it for, to a middle schooler, kind of just like, bringing the scope down to things of their level like it isn't the end of the world like they said like what's the worst that could happen you know it's a very um like kind of just reminding them of time like even if what you're 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 gonna try right now doesn't work in three months you're gonna be trying something different like just encouraging them to um just be true to themselves first and foremost because like that's what matters most and it's a period of their life where uh, I feel like societal factors are more uh, heavily felt at that age like I feel like what your friends are doing is is like seems like number one on your priority yeah. list when you're in yeah. middle school so just reminding them that they are a person like they're in a like the stage of their life right now is very like it's a stage yeah. like you're st still developing there's still time you know I've, a lot of things feel like life or death or and it's not the end of the world so <laughs> just uh, giving that approach and trying to calm down depending on the situation yeah i think uh for me something that kind of always stuck with me that like my high school coaches were telling me uh was get comfortable being uncomfortable mm. so that kind of always stuck with me through almost anything you're doing it that applies to almost everything Going to college, a PWI, I'm not used to that. Coming from Brockton High, where it's almost the same size school, we have 4,000 students there, but majority, it's extremely diverse. So I'm uncomfortable going into college, but that's that's where I strive. I'm going to get comfortable being uncomfortable and kind of try to exceed as much as possible. So I feel like for a middle schooler, is that quote is really something that would stick with them because that would get them to try new things, even if they're not liking it, kind of try to get comfortable with it where you're able to do it. And that could benefit you like in the future and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes me think to the quote that always comes out when I'm hearing about comfort zone stuff is like growth happens when you leave your comfort zone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's always the one liner that plays in the back of my mind. And as much as I feel like I know I do, but most humans are inclined to stay in your lane or you know stay in your comfort zone but anybody that wants to be good or wants to be great 
that literally means leave your comfort zone, whether it's pushing yourself to do more within what you like or trying something totally new. Like that's the only way to grow. And that, that's been a big part of even my journey lately at Coaching for mm -hmm. Change, like trying new roles, helping to develop new departments, like even with a degree in a concentration in marketing, I haven't used that degree since I graduated. All of a sudden, Coaching for Change doesn't have a marketing department and we need to start promoting things. So, okay, Pete, you're in charge of the marketing <laughs> department. Like, go figure this out for us. And, and that's like, I love the last year of what I've gone through to try to develop that because it's helped me be creative, it's allowed me to experience some failure in a way that like, I don't lose my job, coaching for change isn't going under. I had to try some stuff, some worked, some didn't work. Let's learn from that. How do we make these things work or ditch them because that's too expensive and isn't gonna happen moving forward? And where can we find help? Who knows more than us about this that can guide us in the direction? Um, you know, a lot of you guys have talked about guidance from whether it's a past president or parents or older siblings and stuff like that, that's so important no matter how old you get is like to find somebody that might be good at what you want to be good at mm -hmm. and just ask them. You know, like you're like exactly what you were saying. It's just like, I want to do more like what you do. What Show me, tell me about how you did it. And you know, everybody likes talking about themselves. So it's just like, you know, don't, don't tell me how to do it. Tell me how you did it and let, let's go from there. Um, yeah, I, I love that you guys brought that up. And so a lot of this trying new stuff that you have been talking about so far involves letting go of what's familiar to you and kind of leaving what you grew up with or what you're comfortable with behind as much as you carry some with you and everybody has their like core values that you move forward with. Um, but how have you coped with kind of moving to next stages because I feel like that's a constant theme like whether it's moving from elementary school to middle school or moving from high school to college or taking on a new role as club president and stuff like that like, what's been your process of being okay with moving on for me um, I'm a very visual person but I'm also extremely futuristic so like I have like a vision of where I want to be in like next year, five years, 10 years. So I guess like for me, like every time I leave that step, it's for me like, okay, like I accomplished that. I'm getting closer to where I want to be mm -hmm. in those next, that next year, and then closer to five years, 10 years, 15 years out. Um, so just like me, like every day, like being futuristic, seeing the things that I want, um, like I saw somewhere, like if you constantly have that vision of that car you want or that house that you want, you keep, you know, seeing it, you try to like, you know, touch it on a poster or whatever, <laughs> like there's a good chance that it can happen to you. Mm -hmm. So I think like for me, having those like futuristic thoughts um, and like just doing things like that has definitely helped me. Like when it is time to leave that stage, you know, take on a new challenge, um, just like dive head in first, you know, and just be like, okay, like I'm getting closer to the dreams that I want. Um, and it's like, it can happen now, you know? I finish a step, I can see it happening, mm -hmm. I'm close, I just gotta keep going. And I think that like helps encourage me and keeps me going. Yeah. And is that for you a written plan? Do you vision board? Are you a online researcher? Like how, how do you create that for yourself? For me, it's both written 
and like just research. Okay. I'm constantly trying to, you know, figure out like what I'm going to do after school, um, like with the money that I make or like how am I going to be able to, you know, retire at a good age um, or just like help my family out, you know, do things with my friends. Like how am I able to live the lifestyle that I want to? Um, and so just like constantly like researching, you know, um, and as well as like writing it down, like check, you know, past junior year, check, you know, <laughs> senior year is next, pass that, graduate, get a job, you know, pass the CPA, get my licenses um, and just just keep doing a check, you know, until I can be like, hey, like I have done everything that I'm supposed to do. Like it's I can do like my dreams now. Mm -hmm. um, and so just like being futuristic, seeing what I want, as well as like writing it down and researching has definitely like helped encourage me. Awesome. About Josh and Christian. Um, the question was, how do you, how do we get comfortable? Like, how do you let go let of go. what has been comfortable and gotten you here as you keep moving on to these next stages? I like to, whenever I start a new role or position or chapter stage, however you want to phrase it, just think about the new benefits, like silver lining kind of thinking. Like, so recently I interned in Arkansas. I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas for about 11-ish weeks with Procter & Gamble in a whole new role, whole new city, you know, just went out there. And, you know, there is pros and cons to everything, but a way that I <clears throat> thought about it was just like, sort of the pros of being out there, you know, gas was super cheap, groceries <laughs> were super cheap, yeah. rent was super cheap, you know, uh, was what's, you know, really fun interns, the people at the company were just finding the pros of the situation that I was in yeah. or, or whatever situation you go in and like, okay, what could I do now that I have this? Like, what else can I do? Yeah. Or like, now that I'm here, like now that I was there, I was able to go to uh, Missouri. I was able to go to Oklahoma. I was able to go to Memphis and, you know, take those little trips and, and other, other things like that. So just being able to, to weigh the pros of your new situation, it helps you, um, uh distract yourself from like the change that humans fear so like just always thinking about the pros of where you are now yep. and did you go to arkansas because of an internship or because of just like you're interested in arkansas for a random reason no no i i interned there so okay. i was interning with procter and gamble at the walmart customer team so nice nice i was able to go out there for a little bit they don't go anywhere fun. they said all right we need you in arkansas uh no nah, i don't think arkansas is gonna be for me <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> but you know the door isn't completely closed with procter and gamble but yeah. um you know the company was great they showed us great time appreciate the experiences and skills that i developed over there but you know there's always a different chapter yeah. i'm looking forward to what i got working right now yeah yeah it's nice, nice it's awesome yeah. i would probably say it's a little bit of what they both said, uh, especially with like the futuristic, always kind of looking ahead. Um, that's something that kind of gets me to go is no matter where I am, like I know that, and also what Josh says, like with the pros and cons, like whatever I'm doing right now is more than likely going to benefit me so I can kind of further my career. So that's what I kind of look at. And also with the be comfortable with not being comfortable, mm -hmm. it's like, hey, I might be here, but so for my internship as well, it was it was different. I wasn't used to that environment. Um, I I kind of just I'm I'm a very quiet person. I like to just look around, notice everything, and then after that, I kind of react and then see where I can go with it. Um, but 
I definitely do think the futuristic, I always plan in advance. Um, I'm already, I have like, I create backup plans just in case. So I'm, I've gotten, um, I want to go to the big four. I want to get my CPA license and everything, but just as a backup case, like I already took all my real estate classes. So all I have to do left is take the exam. So it's mm -hmm. like, I already have backups set up so that I know worst case scenario. It's like, I have something to rely on. So everything I do is with the purpose. And I know even though it might suck and just be horrible, it, it has a pro and it's going to benefit me. Mm -hmm. You guys are like so mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I wasn't even close to as mature as you guys were when 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 I was twenty twenty one years old. No way. Like I'm I'm wildly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm and I hear a lot of keep your receipts. Yeah, yeah. something Marquis says all the time is like understand or reflect as often as you can on like how how did I win today? What was even if it was a small thing you feel like the whole day was kind of a disaster, there's some little win in there somewhere and how do I find it to grow from that yeah. um, to move forward? I, I think that's awesome that's already kind of coming out in some of your stories and goes a long way in pushing yourself to keep going. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I gotta put you on the spot because you haven't brought it up yet naturally, I know that there's a clothing line brand that's being started some some entrepreneurship is going on in this group um can you talk about a where that is now but also like why'd you start it how did it get going what like what what's with the brand plug yourself a little bit all right all right um, you wanna uh, so me me christian and another friend of ours who wasn't here named junior started a clothing brand called super black um it kind of started as a just avenue to express ourselves um artistically you know it started it, it started just as an idea concept of you know some cool clothing that we ourselves would like to see and it actually didn't even start with the name super black it started with uh the name create character mm. um and then that's why we use the two c's and the super black but um just yeah we kind of just went at it just like yeah. i don't know just started it um and it did well you know like our friends like the clothes and then it was really when um at first we were just trying to see if we were able to make the clothes that we liked for our friends and then seeing like other people buy it and like starting to produce sales we started to create other different clothes and like expand a little bit so um i don't know if christian wants to what do you want to yeah it's kind of just from the start too it was it was really kind of random it was like just a little text like we should start a clothing brand as like a little i thought it was like a little joke <laughs> um but then after that we kind of like created the first shirt um and it was create character uh we were trying to give a process to give other people a way to like express themselves through clothing so they can feel better about what they wear and just express their character like characteristics and everything um then we switched over to super black and after seeing like our first drop of clothing seeing that people actually liked it and people were viewing our story and following us on Instagram, I feel like that's kind of when it clicked and we were like, all right, we could kind of get this rolling. And um, then the fashion show was like a great way to promote it. Uh, there was nice, me and Josh was up to like 2 a.m. just printing shirts by hand yeah, just yeah, in yeah. my room. And my dorm is probably 10 times smaller than this. Like <laughs> yeah. a little, it was like a little closet. So it was it was a really good experience. And I... I think we can really make it big. Um, 
we took a little break over the summer just because I had um, an internship and we were both, and he had an internship. We kind of like separated mm-hmm. and we were both working full time. So it was like extremely busy. But um, now that we're back, we're planning on making some new designs and everything. Nice. So you mentioned some like expression of both yourselves and your character, but also some artistic expression. Is there art in your backgrounds? Like what, what, how did that come about? It's all kind of just what's off the top of our head. So, um, honestly, I would say the, the artistic person is junior. Okay. So in terms of like the way it's like divvied up, it's like Christian has been, I don't know. We, we don't have like titles or roles. We all just, you know, make it work and then do what needs to be done. But like Christian always make sure it can be done. Like, is that something we could do? Um, I have always like been behind the website and like messing with like the designs and efficiencies and things like that. Naturally just being the computer engineer and junior himself is a model. So he has that um, artistic view and, and like what looks good on clothes, what doesn't, things like that. And, and the sketch itself, we've kind of, um, uh upgraded i would say to now it's not like our hand sketches some of our our earlier designs were like things that you know we we literally like junior drew on my ipad and like we we like cleaned it up and and and, <laughs> and you know screen printed it on a shirt but um now we're able to you know have designs go back and forth with designers we've collaborated with um other smaller artists to you know get the the ideas of some some of our artwork done and bring them into like doing a line and um i'd say we have a a good chunk of uh of work in the queue okay so um definitely a line or two dropping uh, around the fashion show time so definitely expect some on-hand stuff for that and those those go really well um when we sell like when we did sell at the last fashion show um we, you know, it did pretty well. So just right now we're in uh, getting ready to get back started and, and see where it goes. And I think uh, to add on to that, like what's different about our clothing brand is, so now what we've recently been doing too, it's kind of our designs have been added like with the story. So that's kind of been, we did, um, so even like the one that I'm wearing right now and a other one that was our most popular one was Love Hurts. That's cause we know a lot of people it was around Valentine's Day too. So it was like for all the people who like have been heartbroken, who have been um, like emotionally like damaged and everything like that. So we created a shirt that would kind of express that emotions. So it was like a whole bunch, it was like uh, like two pills with like love just going through somebody's skull and then just going right back out kind of because it, it just goes right through you and like it, it really does hurt and it's like, it's heartbreaking. So like the skull was like a little broken. So there's like little things that we add to kind of relate to people so they can feel kind of like that's their way to express themselves too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm rooting for you guys yeah, for sure. I like how you've divided up the roles in yeah. a really intentional way. You say that you don't have titles, but like as you describe it, you have like the art director, you have like the sales and technical side, and you have the operations and logistics concept. <laughs> yeah. So that's a nice yeah. division. Uh, but Isaiah, so now to put you on the spot here, <laughs> as the objective you know, observer here, um, how do you see the brand around campus and, and what's what's the evolution look like from your perspective, seeing it, well, you know, kind of from the inside, but 
uh, you know, on the outskirts. Of course, of course. Uh, it's definitely big, you know, amongst our friend group. Uh, definitely seeing people outside the friend group as well. What they didn't mention as well is that they also expanded from the clothing side. So they have like phone cases. Oh, definitely that, seen some okay. people with that on. Yep. Um, and things like that. I could definitely use one. My, <laughs> back, my phone's broken. <laughs> um, but definitely see, you know, some people on campus wearing them. Uh, like they said, like the fashion shows, it's a great way to promote it. Uh, definitely, you know, once they drop like their clothing line, keep it going. At one point, um, I wanted to buy a hoodie, but it was sold out. So um, it's a nice light blue hoodie. Um, definitely waiting for yeah, it to come yeah. back. Yeah, definitely waiting for it. Well, they're not coming back. I guess it's, I guess it's exclusive. I don't think those ones are coming back either. Um, but yeah, no, definitely see the brand, you know, well throughout campus and can keep going as well. Cool. it's awesome. How does the concept of entrepreneurship land with you guys in terms of I mean, it seems like you're so well thought out in what those next steps are, and nobody mentioned being an entrepreneur. Um, is that something where if you could run with this clothing line or other types of businesses, that that's something you'd want to do in your future? Yeah, for me, that's been my goal since elementary was my whole mindset was I want to be my own boss. Like mm. I. I Obviously, I'm going to have to work for somebody else, but that's to get me to the point where I can work for myself and I pick the days that I want to work. Mm-hmm. And that's always been my mentality. So even now, everything I'm working for is just so I can get to that point where I have enough like equity and funds to be able to provide for myself and work for myself and then try to help others out and have people kind of working for me. But I don't really know what exactly is going to be the company or what I'm going to start or if it will be super black, but I'm kind of very open minded and always wanted to try something new. Uh, my brother also is like a really big mentor to me. He he took risks. He uh, started Selfie World. Uh, it's a franchise already. He started that in Boston, in Somerville. Um, it was extremely big. It was the first couple months, it was extremely big. He's, the revenue was ridiculous. I didn't even believe it because it's you're charging somebody $20 for an hour, but then the amount he was making, I was like, doesn't make any sense. Uh, so just seeing that and then it, one thing led to another, it ended up not working out too well and it kind of failed out, but just seeing the whole process of it kind of motivated me and like, I want to do that trial and error till I find the one. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Um, I don't know, uh, for me, entrepreneur wise, I think, um, I'd like to start my own thing. I don't know what that is yet. Um, but. I also don't mind working for someone. It's never been like a goal of mine to, you know, start my own thing, have my own name, very laid back. Um, But I definitely would like to, you know, start something on the side, um, just as a hobby. Um, I'm really big anime guy. Something like anime related would be really cool to, you know, start on the side and just like have something to come from home from after my nine to five and be like, hey, like, let me work on this for a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. as a way of like expression and whatnot. but I don't know, entrepreneur-wise, if I would like to, you know, be my own boss, the headache. <laughs> I don't know if I'm good, really good with that. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, entrepreneurship is pretty big with me as well, though it's not. Um, I'm, I'd say I'm leaning more towards how Zay's feeling in the sense that, like, I have some, the goals that I have set for my career don't, uh, have so much of an intersection with entrepreneurship and 
and that uh, type of time that, you know, is required for a successful entrepreneur. Um, but like, you know, Super Black has showed me the possibilities of like, you know, being able to create your own funds and your own wealth and things like that. But um, I don't know. I kind of, like I said, I gain and lose interest in things <laughs> extremely quickly. But when I do something, I like to do it always. So if I do get, get the uh, uh, opportunity and, and um, availability to become an entrepreneur, then, you know, that would be in the cards for me. But I don't know, just vibing. And I was uh, just thinking back to, because, and I like, I'm really noticing I do enjoy it. I started off in middle school selling found keychains on AliExpress. It's like little sneaker keychains. So it was like, I was buying those for 13 cents. I was going back to school and I was just selling them for $5 each. And it was like, if it was easy, I was going to sell it for seven. And like that kind of got me to start. And then after that, I went into actual, um, helped my brother out. And we started doing like the same thing with AliExpress. We created, he created a website and I was kind of helped marketing it. And every, he was like, every like chain or bracelet you sell, like, I'll give you like a little portion. I was like, yeah, I like this. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to strive for it. Uh, and then that did very well. Then probably like my senior year where I had a little bit of funds, I ended up buying a shoe, sold the shoe. And then that kind of really brightened me up. And I ended up going from $150 to buying my first shoe to uh, the end of 2020. And I made like my first $10,000 and I'm still in high school. And it was like, yeah, I, I like this. I was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of always yeah. stuck with me. Marquis, do you always want to be an entrepreneur? I knew what an entrepreneur was. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. If it wasn't sports, I don't, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I used my time in college. I bounced around. I thought I wanted, I wanted to go, go into HR. Uh, thought about marketing. Thought about PR. Um, I got my uh, undergrad in communications, uh, and then from there I went into finance, and then from there I went to education and started coaching for change. So, uh, as I said, you guys are well. You guys are very logical and linear. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm like chasing butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I, I entrepreneurship was never a part of it. And I mean, I think that like when I was in college, I, I really um, was hit with like the social impact bug. Uh, I really wanted to do something that that had an impact on people. Mm. Um, and housing was always um, a real passion of mine. So that that's. I, I I was always interested in, in real estate and but entrepreneurship wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, switching gears a little bit because I've heard you guys talk a lot now about mental toughness and about like following your path for yourself, like being true to yourself and authentic. Um, in the culture today, there's a lot of buzz around mental health it's finally becoming an acceptable topic of discussion and support and exploration. I'm curious to hear from your perspective. I mean, just, I guess, starting out basic, um, what does mental health mean to you? I think it's extremely important. I know a lot of people that went through issues with mental health. Uh, that's kind of also what has me wanting to help out others. So, and what we do in barbershop, it's kind of like a way you can talk about anything, like your feelings or anything. Uh, I always do think having a friend to talk to, like I speak to them almost, well, yeah, no, I speak to them every single day. <laughs> so it's like anything you have on your mind, just get it out. It's, I think it's better to speak about it than hold it in because 
mental health is very important and it's kind of scary. Uh, I had somebody who was going to the gym every day, like you wouldn't even expect it. He was so happy with a smile on his face, but kind of just reaching out to people, making sure they're okay. I would have never known he had any issues. He always had a smile. He's always being helpful to me, like helping me out. And then I moved to school and then find out that uh, he committed suicide. So it was, it was extremely like crazy. So after that, I kind of like really made me start reaching out to my friends more and like on a serious note like hey like how are you doing like not know oh yeah i'm good like how are you doing so i do think it's important to make sure you're just reaching out for your loved ones yeah like going off what christian said just you know checking in um like i talk to these guys all the time you know facetime he's my roommate so he's got the unfortunate of being knocking <laughs> on his door um but yeah just you know reaching out um and like just constantly making sure that you know you're okay as well as like your buddies are okay um and just like knowing for like your personal self just knowing when like you need to take a step back um and just like really sit down and be like hey like this is a lot for me like i'm really going through it and you know just knowing like to find the right resources and like just asking your friends for help um even if it means like you got to take a few days off work or off school and just making sure that you know like you no amount of money, no amount of time, like you are important. Um, and I think like in this day and age, like thankfully, like mental health is now a big, like you said, like it's more acceptable now to talk mm -hmm. about. Um, I think for guys as well, um, like we're supposed to be, you know, strong, we, you know, don't cry. And I think like that is something, you know, like boys don't cry, you know, stop crying. Um, I think like that has a lot of damage um, and it, teaches men to, you know, not express themselves. And so like just making sure that, you know, you know, it's okay. Like it's okay to cry. Like guys cry, like it's normal. Like we're human beings. It's okay to open up, let our emotions out. It's like better to do that than, you know, not being able to say goodbye to someone, you know what I mean? Um, and so just knowing that when it's time to, you know, really just take a step back, you know, have a good cry, talk to someone and just be like, I'm not okay. Like I need help. Um, that's the strongest thing you can do. I um, mean, just knowing that and going forward. Yeah, to me, uh, mental health is like how well you're taking care of yourself. Um, the way I like to think about it is life gets real, real quick when you're taking everything on by yourself. So like, you know, just always, well, I feel like I've always been a, a great advocate for myself. I've always <laughs> not necessarily given myself slack because I do like hold myself to a pretty high standard, but just like, knowing like all right you know you bit off a bit too much here you need to like take a little break or you know if you fail at something knowing okay i failed at this but you know who knows what i'm gonna do next and like you know there's evidence in what you've done in the past and things like that so i don't know just kind of giving yourself the time you deserve because without that i feel like i'm not able to really do like the th anything else really that you're trying to do without centering yourself and your development first, you kind of stunt your growth in every other aspect. So kind of got to take care of the root so the tree grows well. I like it. So just building on that, are, are there kind of tools or activities that you guys have used that help you? You know, you talked a little bit so far about talking to each other and, and being open um, what else do you do to like help yourself stay grounded and um, you know course correcting or processing? Me, uh, 
I feel like now one of my biggest things is working out. I feel like I found that a way that I could release like all my stress and everything. Um, it's, it's, I haven't really, st I started probably last year. It's kind of going through college, like always stressed, didn't really know what to do. I'd just be on the game or like I'd just go hang out with one of them. I feel like always being around somebody too and not always kind of being by yourself was something that helped me um, to not like get in too into my head or anything like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, working out definitely was something that has really helped me out so much. And then just kind of taking care of yourself. Um, like I'll do, I've a lot of hair. Sometimes like it's too much work for me. Uh, I'll just like call one of my friends and she'll come over and she'll help me out. She'll do my hair for me. And it's like, it's like a nice way to like, you're relaxing, you're still communicating and socializing. So I definitely do think taking care of yourself is probably the biggest thing for me. I would also say, you know, big gym guy. Um, like I dedicate like those two hours just to me. Um, like that's just my way of like taking a break from everything. Like I know like five to seven, I'm going to the gym. Like I'm done with homework. I'll come back, finish I'll come back, study. But like, I need those two hours, you know, just really take that time for myself and be like, you know, take a break. It's okay. Um, and just like hang out with these guys talking, like when I'm down, like, Hey, like, can we go play ball? You know, I know yeah. they're always down to play basketball. So like that helps. Um, but just like also knowing like they're there for me, like I, my family's there for me um, and just like taking that time for myself. And like Josh said, like knowing when I bit more than I can chew um, and just like humbling myself in that, like, hey, like you thought you could do it. I'm glad you tried, but like it's OK to ask for help now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and going yeah. from there. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I would say the main like avenues I use for self-care would be like meditation not necessarily in a, a formal like sitting down crisscross applesauce kind of thing but just like in my own space just by myself maybe lately i've in my new apartment i've been going to like a i think it's a little league field or like a softball field i just kind of just sit on the bleachers over there or like shoot around play basketball um i found with our university we have a lot of spots on the water so like through the different places I've lived, um, you know, through my undergrad, I've just found like the closest spot to me with like a water view or like where I could hear the water and chill by the water or, um, you know, something like that. So for me, it's going in nature by myself or something or just sitting by myself and just going, you know, thinking about your day. Like, what did you do? How did you win? Um, you know, what's next? Kind of like realigning yourself. It's awesome. Um, one of the things that we want to hear from all of our episodes and guests is advice that you would have for middle school or elementary school students. Like if you were talking to your younger self, what is one piece of advice, whether it was given to you or wish you had heard this earlier in life? Um, how would you convey a message um, to the kids out there that, that need a little piece of Damn. What do I do now? You know, it's crazy. I'm going to cut you off, Zay, because you, you started all of them. But, <laughs> you know, what just came to my mind, and it's like, has me thinking, like, where I am in my life now. But first thing that she said, like, middle schoolers, I was thinking about how broke I was in middle school. Like, I didn't, I personally didn't have any money to, like, say I had money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't even know if I had a wallet for real in middle school because I didn't, no. didn't, have, didn't have an ID. 
It was yeah. literally just whatever change I had and like whatever basketball short probably had like the most money. <laughs> and so like whatever, but just saying, I was just thinking like to use your birthday money for like a CD account just to like start saving and learning about banks because yeah. I didn't know what a certificate of deposit account was until what, a few months ago, like not, not even too long. <laughs> like not, not even, uh, but like that, that was like one thing I would say financially and then more socially like, uh, things aren't as cement as they seem. And like your friend group now is like, dang, like so set in stone and like everyone has their their role in place. But like just being open with growing as a person, I think if you, if you as a middle schooler could be comfortable with yourself, you're like omniscient. You know what I mean? You're mm. like a God yeah, as a middle schooler. Yeah. If you could like not care about the opinions of like what shoes you have on, like you'd be super mature for your age. So just like, you know, be more comfortable in yourself and, and get savvy with finances, especially if you are aren't fortunate enough to have like a parent or guardian who's like doing that for you. So mm -hmm. just like even just thoughtful savings and and uh, the social aspect. Yeah, I, would, I would say uh, make connections because that's something uh, I didn't do. Like I said, I was like always the quiet kid in class, never really spoke. Um, start reaching out to people like even if you see like the quiet kid go up to him talk to him you don't know who you guys are going to become in the future so it's what if you're trying to start a company like 20 years later and he has exactly what you need it's like oh yeah i remember you from school like hey it's kind of you you build a connection that can further your career with him and you don't know what people are going to become always like kind of reach out network make sure you're meeting new people don't don't, try not to be that shy guy and just like be friends with them uh financially too i would definitely say save i any single dime i got i was all on sneakers i'm a big sneaker person so it was like whatever money i got i was like i'm not gonna say i'm gonna just i'm just gonna buy some shoes like the money comes and goes but i definitely do think start to save because once you get older things do get hard you get more bills uh so i think starting young is kind of really good and then uh something that my brother did was he he added me to his credit card so it was like the day i turned 18 i already had a really good credit score mm. so it was like kind of try to talk to your parents and if by the time you guys get to high school and you're with a 750 credit score it's like you're you're really the man so <laughs> i would definitely say financially start saving and that is something that's younger probably like high school but start saving and try to make new friends and everything and don't be scared to try like try everything you can i personally think try things now rather than later so yeah awesome i would say the same you know be social but also be okay with being alone i learned how to be comfortable within yourself um i found that like if I knew that when I was younger, probably make my life a little bit more easier. <laughs> uh, friends aren't everything, you know, it's not the end of the world. If someone's like, hey, I don't want to be friends with you. Um, it'll suck for a little bit, but it gets better. Yeah. Um, but as well as like keep being social, keep making new friends, keep making those new connections, but also be true to yourself. Um, like know what you stand for, know what you won't do and what you will be okay with doing. Um, on a financial side of things, keep saving like they said um but it's okay you know pay yourself um so if you get 100 bucks 
spend like 20, 30 bucks of it and, you know, just save the rest of it. Um, it'll go a long way. It'll teach you discipline. Um, but as well as being able to spend money on yourself, like what you want to buy, but also having money saved just in case like, hey, like, oh, I need a new, you know, phone or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's not like, oh my gosh, I got to work. I got to keep saving. Like you'll have that money yeah. when you actually need it, but you would have been able to buy something that you wanted as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just emphasize there's no like, there's no downside to saving because it's hard to, I wouldn't even know how I would go about trying to instill like the significance of like, uh percentages or interest and 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 like um what's it called like starting early and how that compounding yeah how yeah i don't know i don't even know how i would start to explain (laughs) compounding so just like explaining that like you know you can't you're not hurting any you're not gonna hurt anybody or lose anything by saving you just have more money and uh you know, not to be so important about what's going on right now because you make all the, f- the cool friends in college. <laughs> so. yeah. No, but it, it is true. I, I love what you guys all said. Um, I don't know as much about you probably in terms of money as as with your internships and CPAs and all that stuff. Um, but the social aspect, I think, is a big deal of like being comfortable with yourself um, and figuring out how to be alone is super important because there's always going to be a time when you are alone and being able to be okay with that um, is a big deal. And the concept of just meeting new people, it doesn't feel as important when you're younger and there's probably no way to like convince everybody out there that like, trust me how far that goes. But it's crazy. I was talk with Marquise the other day about how many people that I went to high school with, um, some I knew before high school, a lot I just met during high school that are now in unreal positions of power and success and all this stuff. And they pick up my calls now or they'll answer my emails and help me out or connect me with somebody or doing those, you know, the mayor of Lynn was a year above me in high school. And it's like, nobody ever would have been like, oh yeah, that guy's probably gonna be the mayor of Lynn. Like you don't know, but by just reaching out and getting to know people helps you just expand your options when you're older, the state rep from the, the Suffolk District 5 uh, was one of my buddies in high school, like the funniest kid in the calf. And so I always wanted to hang around with him. And like everybody knew everybody likes him. And this is how he used it. He's now a state representative. Um, and his brother's a state senator and all this stuff. And so when we're doing stuff in Boston, we get to call on him. And you never know who's going to be doing what and where they're going to be. And so just growing your network is such a big yeah. deal. Yeah, no, definitely. You guys, you guys are dropping knowledge. I feel like. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys taking time on a Sunday to come talk to us and uh, and chat it up. And and I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. thank you all for being here. Obviously, keep in touch. Uh, we want you a part of the Coaching for Change Network as long as you're willing and able to be in there. Um, and thank you to everybody who's watching and listening out there. Um, This has been another episode of the Coaching for Change podcast. 
Don't forget to check us out at www.c4cinc.org. Um, you can reach out to us that way, get involved. We're always looking for new mentors. Um, if you heard anything here that you can relate to or want to learn more about, please reach out, let us know. Happy to connect you to one of these amazing people. Um, you can find our Instagram at uh, official underscore super black. That's official underscore super B-L-A-C-C on Instagram. So that's where you'll find us the next and latest line coming soon. So thank you. Give us a follow. Okay. Just get involved. We need we need more people helping out the kids and sharing stories about how they've gotten to a place of success that's worth hearing about. Uh, yeah. Thank you all. Thank you. This podcast is presented by Coaching for Change, empowering college students to ignite change in the next generation. A special thank you to our inspirational podcast participants for sharing their stories with all of us. To the amazingly talented Trey Mutava and Mutava Music for the soundtrack of this podcast. To the Fall River Public Schools for donating the space. To Rowan Edwards for filming and editing this podcast. And of course, to you, our listeners. To get involved with Coaching for Change or make a donation to the nonprofit, please visit www.c4cinc.org or find us on social media at Coaching for Change.